Hi, welcome to the Reading and Radio podcast. This is Jason. And this is Alora Fisher. This month we are doing The School of Good and Evil by Soman Char... Chainani? Chainani. We're guessing, unfortunately, we, if Soman, if you ever listen to this and we're butchering your name, we thoroughly apologize, but we haven't heard your name pronounced, only read it. And sometimes that's how you learn how to pronounce things. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, School of Good and Evil is the first book in the series. Laura, why don't you give us a little summary? It's about two girls, Sophie and Agatha, which are pretty much complete opposites. Sophie's the picture perfect fairy tale princess, and Agatha's. The witch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> She's all black, stuff like that. Yeah, the goth girl doesn't care about her hair, doesn't care about frilly, poofy things, that sort yeah. of stuff. The two girls, Sophie and Agatha, and are in Gabbleton. Sophie lives in his townhouse and Agatha lives in a graveyard, in a cottage in a graveyard. Yeah, I wasn't kidding about her being a witch. <laughs> so they are a school for good and evil. And there's a suppo- supposed schoolmaster that comes and takes two kids away. One for the school of good, one f- for the school of evil. Or that's the legend. Sophie thinks she's going to be perfect, Go to the, thinks she's going to go to the school of good, and Agatha is going to, she thinks Agatha's going to go to school for evil. That's not at all what happens. And so they go, and things kind of take a turn for the worse. And there's a 200-year rivalry between the school for good and evil, where good has been just dominating everything. They have contests between them, and good the has... The trial by tail. Right. And the Circus of Talents. Right. So there's a bunch of things, but good has ruled for the last 200 years. Yeah. And so everyone assumes that the uh, schoolmaster mm-hmm. is actually a good guy making everything happen so that the good, the good folks win. Going back some, so it happens every four years, two kids get taken away. So they're, they make all the beautiful kids ugly, mess up their hair, mess up their face. To try to hide them from yeah. the schoolmaster, basically. And then the bat, and then the ugly kids, they make them beautiful, make them act all, act all nice, so pretty much reverse what they are. And we're recording this right before Christmas, and as you're saying that, it reminds me of like the whole Santa Claus thing, where you have okay. to make everyone act good for December because Santa's watching, even though you might not act good the rest of the year. Yeah. I don't think we'd be spoiling anything to, like, to say things don't go well. They actually go... It and... says that in the description of the book, so we're not spoiling yeah. anything. Yeah, it goes... We, can't, we won't get into details of what is spoiled. Yeah. But from here forward, if you haven't read the book... We're going into the spoiler zone, and if you haven't read it, you should go get it and read it. It's a good book. If you're not sure where to find it, you can go to reading-radio.com and check our bookstore link. We have all the books that we have done and are doing listed there. You click on the book cover. It'll take you right over to Amazon. You can get it, and Amazon will kick back a few pennies for us uh, to help us pay for doing the podcast. All that money goes to either pay for the podcast or to Alora's education in the future. So now we're going into the spoiler area. And so what happens is Sophie gets kidnapped, and Agatha sees this, she goes after to try to stop Sophie from being taken away. So let's let's stop there and talk about what you noticed early on. We re- we listened to this book on the way to... Uh, West for, Virginia. Yeah, for, for holiday travels. And we're all listening to it together as a family, and we kept stopping this thing. Sophie is going on this, I'm so nice, I'm doing these good things for people, I'm giving them makeup, and I'm giving them cucumber slices to put on their eyes or whatever it was. Yeah. And we all kept looking at this going, 
she's a jerk. Like, <laughs> she's a yeah. self-centered, narcissistic little jerk. Like, I don't know why she thinks she's the good person. She only befriended Agatha. For the fact to get taken away. Right, she she befriended her as her good deed so that she would be, get to be taken to the school of good. Because she really wanted to go. She's the only kid that really wanted to go. She dreamed of going, right? The first... That's funny, because the first incident is the book of the book is Sophie had waited all of her life to be kidnapped. So that kind of draws you in and gets into the point, right? That's a very interesting opening line. <laughs> yeah. That, go, that goes up there with like probably the top five or six opening lines of books that I know of. So I, I was like, what? Why is that? Right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense as, a, as an opening line. But once you get further in, it kind of says the legend of the schoolmaster, right? Right. That he's going to come and take away the good to be... And here's the thing. When you go to the School of Good and Evil, you're going there to be trained to survive a fairy tale. So the, the characters that have gone through the School of Good and Evil are the characters we know from fairy tales. Yes. So King Arthur went through the School of Good. His son ends up showing up in, in this book. Same with the witch in Hansel and Gretel with the Candy House. Right. Malef- Her daughter is there. Yeah, Maleficent. I mean, all of these characters that we know from fairy tales went through the School of Good and Evil. And then when they graduate, they actually get written down by this magical pen and become the fairy tales that everybody in our world and in Gabbleton know. Yes. And they kind of notice that the photos look like the kids that are taken away, that have been missing. Most of the parents think, though, that most some of the kids think that... It's just a way to keep kids out of the forest. Right. Like Agatha. She thinks it's just a trick to keep kids out of the forest. Right. And a lot of fairy tales were used as morality tales, they called them, that you'd tell them about the evil thing in the woods. That way the kids wouldn't go wandering off and get eaten by a, a bear a bear or a lion or whatever it is that's wild animals around your neighborhood. Or you tell these, don't eat the, the candy offered to you by the witch because it might be a poison apple. Like You tell these stories to remind kids of a reality and that's what the parents in Gabbleton just always assumed. Now, whether they really believed that or forcing themselves to think that way so yeah. they weren't terrified that their kids are being kidnapped by a maleficent ghost <laughs> at some point <laughs> is another question. Um, so you were saying about the kidnapping. Yeah. The schoolmaster comes to take Sophie. And Agatha goes to save her because they're friends. She's like the only friend she has. Right. So what's really cool is they always come, like, Sophie goes to Agatha's house and she has a stack of fairy tales, yet she claims she never reads them. So more on that later. So when they get to the school, Sophie's dropped in evil. Agatha's dropped in good. Right. What do you think about that? Well, I don't remember at the t- when listening to it at the time if I was like if I saw it coming or not. It seemed obvious in retrospect. But they only follow Sophie's story at, at first, and she gets dropped in the mud, and she's being yelled at by these like. Uh, wolfman type creatures they're like wa- upright walking wolves or gnolls if you're familiar with that th- that kind of monster and so they're treating her bad and she's all this is a mistake this is a mistake yeah. and the whole time i think we talked about it I'm like no i think it's right because her heart was never good yeah she was doing all these things to appear to appear good but she wasn't really good because she was doing them for the wrong reason. A good deed, selfishly motivated, is still selfish. So then the, I think the chapter flips back over to Agatha. She mm-hmm. gets dropped in like this, I forget now, it was like a they, flowery field. Yeah, they just come up out of the ground like flowers. It's really weird. Oh, that's right. They, they sprouted. <laughs> and all the kids are like staring at her like, what? Who is she? Right, because picture 
all the princesses from every Disney movie <laughs> showing up at school, and then there's the kid of the Wicked Witch of the West. Some <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. In fact, even the fairies that are supposed to be the servants of the princesses uh-huh. started like biting her and, and beating her up, like okay. The one her. fairy that bit her was a bad fairy That's, that bit everyone. He was redeemed in the end, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had his moments. Anyway. <laughs> so, Sophie. Agatha really doesn't want to be there, so when they get ushered into the school hallway, she wants to get away, so she just farts. <laughs> That's <laughs> not... the part you remember. <laughs> well, just... it's because she was being questioned. Like, yeah. Beatrice, which Beatrice. is like the queen bee, if you will, Yeah. she was giving her all these questions about how she got in there and what, because she didn't think she belonged, Agatha mm-hmm. belonged. And she's being a complete brat. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we noticed about all these quote-unquote good characters. Some of them were good to Agatha, though. There, like, right. There was what, a few that were good, but what? most of them were, were like airheaded, narcissistic, shallow idiots. Like, yeah. Every, every time they talked, I'm like, you're not good. How did you get into that school? When they went there, the two girls that were supposed to be there didn't want to be with Agatha, so they got the room switch. Right, they left Agatha in a room all by herself. Like, yeah, that's... I would be okay with that, though. Well, of course, <laughs> my little introvert. But that doesn't show you're good. A good person, you'd, you'd think, would befriend her and help her. Yeah. And sh- not just assume that because she looks a certain way, that she is a certain way. It's kind of follow the stereotypes, which I find kind of interesting. Okay, talk about that. So, some of the books that I read, I kind of notice that it goes against stereotypes, especially this one. So, some of the characters that are supposed to be bad because they have warts and stuff, they treat them like they're awful human beings. And the goods are like, and the people in the goods, the Evers, that's what they're called, treat the Nevers, which are the bad kids, horribly because they look different. Well, I admit some of them are mean, but some of them are good. But most of the kids for good are just self-absorbed and would sp- spend all day looking at themselves in the mirror if they could. Yeah, and some of them do. <laughs> yeah. Sophie does that in the School of Evil. Like, she looks at tries to find anything she can to catch her reflection in. So the, then the chaos ensues of them going through these routines. Sophie having to go to the School of Evil and mm-hmm. learn these how to be a, a villain in a fairy tale. Agatha going to School of Good and learning how to be a princess. princess. Them both failing miserably. Although... The one part I want to mention is, so there's the goose of the golden egg. It will grant you one wish, all wishing for their nemesis. Then Sophie wishes to be sent to the School of Good and the goose, instead of wanting to grant her wish, gives up the powers. Right, it gives up its ability to yeah. lay eggs and or, and grant... Which, what they said was that it was a mark of the purest evil. evil. So th- so she got a good mark in the School of Evil for being pure evil. So, it, uh, I'm going to go back a bit. It's rated 1 to 20. 1 being good, 20 being bad. If you get 320s, something bad happens. We right, don't you know fail out. It, yeah. Well, and then, then Agatha had a, had a similar incident on the other side where she was trying to be good and where everyone else had to make a wish. They were wishing for their prince. prince. She yeah. wished for the creature to be free. Yeah, so the wo- like there was a woman that appeared on the banks. That kind of happened earlier. There was a gargoyle that came- turned back into a human because... So the gargoyles is a little... The gargoyles on School for Evil. And 
he's a little boy that failed out and he got turned into a gargoyle for the bad side it's the same way with the fa- with the wolves and the fairies all the fairies are bad kids turned to work for the good forever and all the wolves are bad are good kids forced for bad forever right and this is where agatha discovers that when she she starts to realize that all these creatures that are at the school of good and evil are really students that have been trapped and she's at least once able to free them to ha- and grant their wish, which ends up being her power in the end. Yeah. Which starts to show, uh, the author does a good job of kind of laying out where we all saw Sophie was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Now we start to see that she really is evil. Although Agatha started out looking evil, we start to realize that she was really good. I mean, she, she chases Sophie down to try to rescue her. Mm-hmm. She does everything she can in her, in her power to help Sophie succeed, including cheating for her. Yeah. I mean, she she goes through everything that you'd want a friend to do, and Sophie just blows tur- her off tur- and turns her back on her and, and and betrays her at every possible turn. Sophie went way too many steps, as far as I'm concerned. She should have quit while she was ahead. Yeah. Um, but. So one of the things was so Sophie gets punished and goes to the doom room, which is pretty much a torture chamber. And gets all of her hair cut off, and she's so mad about that. When she goes to leave, I think this happens now, mm-hmm. the wolf, the torture guy, she shoves him into the water and drowns him. That's like the first part when you start to see she's evil, like truly evil. Right. She went into a total rage and they never, they never connected her to that killing that I recall, but they, no, did, they, they talked didn't. about whoever would have done it would have had to have been pure, evil. pure, super evil. So one thing the author does do is he, he does a good job of setting up little clues and hints along the way to show that they're actually in the right schools. What are some of those things? So Tristan. Tedros. Tedros thinks Agatha is a witch and tries to help Sophie prove that she's a witch. And she's just like a horrible person. So they, they're in forest groups, which go into the blue forest, which is exactly what it seems like. A blue forest. So... They have to distinguish good people from evil people. After they've been turned into, like, the identical Gargoyles. dwarves or pumpkins, pumpkins or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Tedros... Tedros. ...keeps getting Agatha... He p- yeah, right. ...all he, along. He picks her every time. So, in a pumpkin test, Agatha is a roach to help her. And he picks her because the roach is there. Later, um, they're in glass coffins. And the princes have to choose the good people. And the bad kids have to choose the bad kids. So Agatha's in the coffin. He starts going towards her. And she can see Sophie looking at her. So she switches coffins. So someone else is in there. It was Beatrice. Now, we, we don't have time to cover everything. Yeah. But, but I think the, authors, the author spins a pretty good tale. Like, it kept us interested on a... Well, however long it was, 12 hours car ride. I think I sped it up just slightly. Yeah. But you're still pretty pretty tightly Entered. tied into what it, what uh-huh. was going on. Uh, and then what what starts happening in the background is they, they eventually get into the schoolmaster. And they want to they basically say, hey, we want to leave. Mm-hmm. And he's, you can't leave. And he start the magic pen. I forget what it was called now. It's like a really weird pen. We're not the only ones. Sophie kept calling it the wrong name, too. <laughs> So anyway, it starts writing their fairy tale, basically, which never happens to students. 
Yeah. But and so when they tell other people that, no one believes them. But he t- he gives the riddle for them to solve. If they can solve it, they can basically find their way home. All right. So the schoolmaster's riddle was: What's the one thing evil can never have, and the one thing good can never do without? Which we pretty much got this answer as a family. We stopped it, and I think the guesses were princes, love, stuff like that. And the answer was ended up being love, right? Slash true love's kiss. Yeah. The historian also said that no. Uh, no kiss comes without a price. So what was the price involved in this whole concept? Because we thought they needed Tedros to kiss Sophie Sophie to go home. To send them home. And then when she had the chance, she refused the kiss so that she could... Stay with him. Stay with him and and become a fairy tale princess. Again, there was like the last betrayal of Agatha that really pushed things over the edge. And then, so I think the price of the kiss obviously was their friendship. Mm -hmm. Because either Sophie kisses him and it does or does not work. We don't know what would have happened. I'm guessing it probably would have sent them home. Maybe. In retrospect, though, Tedros ends up with Agatha. Yeah. So that's true love. I'm using quotation marks because I don't believe in this fairy tale nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then he kisses, if he kisses Agatha, then it costs, it really creates the rift between Agatha and Sophie. And this whole, oh my gosh, as a father of two girls, this this is my sidebar. This entire book going on about fairy tales, true love, nonsense, and kisses, I was just like, are you kidding me? This is not how, stop, I know, talk to my girls. This is not how it works. Let's have a good conversation that love is not this fairy tale nonsense. It is hard work. It takes a long time. It takes dedication. It takes a lot of things more than just, I'm brain dead and I'm in love and I can't help myself. All right, end of sidebar. Dad's done. What do you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) She's rolling her eyes at me as we speak. (laughs) So, um, so the big challenge was the trial of tales and... Circus of Talents. Circus of Talents. So we don't have to go deep in the circus, um, the trial of tales. Just the point that Tedros wants to go in and save Agatha, because... Helpless princess, I need a prince to save me. That's the roles they're playing. I'm so proud of her for doing that with sarcasm. <laughs> so, Tedros, Sophie's going, is really low in the rank, so she's going to have to go in before Tedros. And Tedros was like, are you doing this on purpose? I need to protect you. If we go in together, I can protect you. She ends up transforming herself into something. It's not really that important. But the cool thing about that is Agatha turns into a hawk to come in. I think she ends up pooping on one of the boys' heads. Right. She helps to defend Sophie yeah. so she doesn't get killed. Because one of the one of the bad girls was going to try to kill Sophie in the... T- in the She's like the main... Hester. Da- Hesta? Hesta. It's Hesta. Hesta. That's what it is. Right. So, like you said, past that, they get to the final, the yeah. Circus of Talents. Yeah. And this is when it all hits the fan. Right, mm-hmm. it gets to the very end. They they go back and forth. Everyone's showing off their special talent. Yeah, it's not very interesting until Agatha doesn't think she can do has anything, and she reveals all the people. So pretty much their spirits. She shows their true nature. Yeah, they're old <clears throat> people, full out of the bodies. So she shows that all the wolves and fairies and and creatures are all are students reverse. that had been in the school and failed out. Uh-huh. Like like you said earlier, the evil students have to serve good, good has to serve evil, which mm-hmm. is why they're a little vicious towards each other. 
and she wants to grant them their freedom, but, but she's not powerful enough. Yeah. And so everyone assumes that that's it. It's over. She's won. Because Sophie didn't come in in time. So she bangs on the doors and uses magic, powerful magic, to open the doors so that her talent is kind of a fairy tale, a fairy tale princess song to call the animals. She calls evil beings to come and attack and causes... Birds. It was, it was birds. like back... Ravens. Yeah. That's like I didn't even think about that. That it is a it's a uh, what's the word? Princess stereotypical. It's a perversion of the princess power of talking to animals. So instead of calling them and they do her laundry like Snow White, <laughs> she calls them in and they kill all the wolves, they kill all the fairies. But except for one. The one fairy, the one that was biting was it, he was a kid, Bane was his name, right? Yeah, that was it. He was the kid from Gavelton that, that they knew. That bit all the pretty that girls. bit all the pretty girls, yeah. So. He gets away. No. He gets away there. He slips through the wall. That's how he comes back and saves Agatha later. Yeah, so one of the hawks is coming to kill Agatha, and he sacrifices himself. She No, she was falling from somewhere, and he caught her and carried her to the That's ground. That's what and it was. Died. Yeah. And died after that. So that really starts... That's the penultimate is the word, so it's not the final. It's the next to final thing to happen. Semifinals. Yeah, semifinal. What was really interesting is when Agatha, no, I'm sorry, Sophie tricks Good into attacking her because they lay out rules early on. Evil attacks, yes. good, good defends. defends. And so she tricks Good into coming and attacking her for no reason. No, I don't think that's what happened, though. I okay. think that's up for debate because Beatrix... Beatrix Sends her buddy, Bunny, which is Tedros, creepy by the way. Yeah. No, it's Teddy, which is what she calls Tedros. Right. It's, yes. To over to figure out what they're doing and steals the invitation. Yes. So I think you don't. So you don't think Sophia meant for them to be tricked into coming to attack? No, I think he, she wanted it to be just them. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think you're underestimating her vindictiveness. How would she know for sure that someone would send something to find it? I think they were looking for they were looking to attack. They were looking to attack her before that bunny thing happened. That just Agatha, set them over the Agatha edge. Talked, Agatha talked them out of it, and then when they found the invitation, that sent them back over the edge. I see where you're coming from now. Now my perspective's kind of tra- changing. So yeah, they go over and attack. The school of evil, which causes a whole reverse engineering kind of, so it turns all the evil, evil into, the nevers, the nevers into evers and evers into nevers. Yeah, so all the pretty Ex- people are ugly, and all the ugly people are pretty. Except it's funny. Except for Agatha, because she didn't do anything, so she, she stays that. good. <clears throat> right, and so then there's this climactic battle. <laughs> it's really funny because all the, the evers that got turned into nevers are like, oh my gosh. Like, they're, like, so panicked. It's hilarious. I'm glad you think it's funny. They did not find it humorous <laughs> at all. I think it's funny. That's what they deserved. Mm, fair enough. I agree. I think they finally showed... Really, what it did is take their insides and put them on the outside and show that they were really ugly inside all... Or out, they are really ugly inside all along. The one part was... So, Hesta, which is the main um, evil kid, like, star student, was having fun at the ball, enjoying herself, dancing with a boy. And then they saw Agatha, and, like, everything kind of stopped. So we didn't mention that. Sophia, Sophia had thrown a, what'd she call it? They had the snowball for the Evers, and she called it the no ball? No, that's what it was. 
Yeah. And so basically it was a, it was what uh, in our world we call a morp. It's prom backwards. So it's the opposite of a prom. I thought that was made up for a movie. No, it's something that really happens. And so they had the bad guys all got to have a, a, a ball, which they'd never had before. And they were actually enjoying it and yeah. coming into it. And that's when the good guys attacked. Which And that was while Sophie, trying to make up with Agatha, made her da- waltz, dance. And then she, once the bad guys attacked... Sophie used that as an opportunity to attack them. Which leads us into the kind of ultimate finale. Yeah. They start battling things out. Everyone's fighting left and right. And the and they just turn, they fall into the muck. So everyone's switching back and forth, everything. And then by the end, everyone's gray. So this black, there's the black for evil, white for good. So everyone's gray by the end. Right. So you really can't tell anybody apart Except anymore. for Sophie and Agatha. Those are the two that stay and we forgot to mention this but sophie became an ugly witch like her body started morphing to this ugly old hag right she started in she started getting the warts and her hair falling Mm -hmm. out so we missed the background on originally the school going evil was set up by two brothers who were who were entrusted with the story and to maintain balance and one of them was killed but you never knew who when i said that the Nevers assumed that the schoolmaster was a good guy. They assumed it was the good brother who'd survived. Yeah. So at the final battle, we find out that it was not the good brother. It was the evil brother who'd survived. Yeah, but he couldn't do anything to mess it up. He tried. He tried, which made the goods win. And so he had to bring together these two readers, as they're called, because Sophie and Agatha didn't come from the fairy tale world. They came from this village where people read the fairy tales. Yeah. He sets them up to have this colossal battle so that he could finally have his bride and hopefully change the nature of how everything goes. Yeah. And then how did it end? So Agatha used her powers to get the Professor Sater, which was one of the professors. It's really hard to tell them apart. Yeah, that was when... We'll get to the critique later. Let's cut through this part. So Agatha brings the good brother back. They battle it out. No, it's Professor Sater did. Professor Sater did, but Agatha brought... The spirit, right? I don't think so. Something along those lines. They both end up dying, and Sophie and Agatha end up going home. Yes, and if you think that summary was abrupt, that's how it ends in the book. Yeah. It was my biggest disappointment with this thing. Literally, the battle ends, they glitter, and then they vanish. And, and that's it. Book's over. This No was... epilogue or anything. No, nothing. Like, literally, it felt like they wrote, the like, maybe he wrote the first two books, and they just cut them in half. Like you said, um, we'll just cut these and publish them as two different books. It was a very disappointing ending. Yeah. That's one of the critiques, along with the professor's names, were nearly impossible to tell one from the other. Well, not just their names. They didn't have well-developed characters. Yeah. Like, like when you... And this is a... Professor Uma kind of did, though. She was the one. A little bit. She got a little bit of development. But when you compare things to, like, Harry Potter, which is a similar... Yeah. It's Okay. A similar story of a school and professors. Every one of those professors it was very distinct and unique. Yeah. There was there wasn't a problem telling them apart. Whereas this one, all the good character, good professors were very much alike. I'm not sure yeah. I could tell you any of their names except you know you just said Uma. And that then Professor Sater, but that was both. Right. So any discussion questions that you have that you found or anything? Oh, we kind of went through those during during the summary part as we talked about a lot of it. So I think okay. we can just move through to uh, our final thoughts 
which we just kind of covered. There, yeah, the ending was very abrupt. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested to read the second book. Yeah, see how things go. There's there's several of them, and I've heard we've heard good things about them. The only problem is the cover designs. Each book has different people on it, so I'm not sure how that's going to end up. Oh, because you might be spoiled. You mean? Yeah, but. I'll tell you, you read the next book, because you read faster than I do. Let me know if it's worth my time, okay. and if it is, I'll read it. And maybe we can review it then. They also have the Ever Never Handbook, which I found. Oh, that'd be interesting From the see. library, but I'm, I might have spoiled something for myself by looking at that. <laughs> you got to make sure you read them in the right order. All right, so five stars, your yes. loud halves, what would you give it? Three and a half, three and a quarter, something wrong with those lines. Three and a half? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go three. She'll probably you know, make it end up at three and a quarter overall. <laughs> um, uh, three, three, I think, is being generous because it did drag out a bit. Yeah. It was terribly predictable in some places and ended so... I did not see it as predictable, but most books that I don't see as predictable, you see as pretty predictable. And so here's my question. As an adult reading juvenile fiction, which is kind of where this is categorized, mm-hmm. tropes that are written for younger folks... You may not recognize them because you haven't seen them a million times. Like you said with Percy Jackson, you really expected Percy wasn't the one that stole the sword, the bolt or whatever. Right. So it's it's a typical way to write, um, I think, to use some of those tropes to help introduce young readers to those kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I've just seen them more times than you have. And so if I'm a kid, which is who this is written for, it's not predictable and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It drug out too long and that was about it. Yeah, I think that's about it. What do you think? I think that's good. Make sure and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you check out your podcasts. Check out the website at reading-radio.com. Leave us a comment. Let us know that you liked it or, or that you didn't. If you agree or disagree, we'd love to hear from you if anyone's listening. Check out the bookstore for our next book. Uh, we're going to have to rearrange things out here a little bit because we want to squeeze the wrinkling time in before the movie comes yeah. out. So we're going to rearrange the order of releasing these. So we don't actually know what book we will do after this releases. This will release in March. We don't know what we're doing for April, so check the website and we'll let you know as soon as we know. Anything okay. else? Nope. Thanks for listening.